Hey guys, what's going on? This is Juwan Arrington, creator of the 100 Series, back with another episode of the Everyday Awesome Podcast. And we have a very, very special guest with us here today. We have Alyssa Morrison. Alyssa, how are you? I'm doing so good, Juwan. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. So go ahead and kind of just uh, tell uh, the audience here uh, exactly who you are and uh, what it is that you do. Sure. So my name's Alyssa Morrison, um, which you so kindly introduced me as already. Um, I am a Davenport, Iowa native, and uh, my official job title is a creative executive for a company called Whitney Entertainment, which is based in Los Angeles. Um, But I do a lot of different things, and that title just kind of encompasses everything. Um, which we'll get into. So let's talk about uh, uh, you being a a Davenport native. Have you lived in QC your whole life? I have, yeah. And actually, um, I'm I'm 20 years old and I thought I would be out of here by now, but (laughs) as I'm getting older, I learn. uh, I've been learning how much I actually love it and traveling more. I always am happy to come back. So uh, so what school did you go to then? I went to Bettendorf. Um, Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so what, what made you want to get into multimedia, production, movies, all that? So, uh, I think everybody always has, is attracted to the entertainment industry for the most part. Um, and I mean, as a little girl, I loved uh, you know acting and anything to do with you know movies and stuff like that. So, I think that's kind of always been a part of me. Um, I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I just knew that I wanted to do something creative. I've always um, been really imaginative, and I'm yeah, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good writer. Um, so I always enjoyed, you know, writing stories and um, learning about people and just kind of being an idea person, really. Um, and so. Um, I think growing up in the Quad Cities, you're not really exposed to a ton of creative or entertainment-centric industries around here. So it was always kind of like a pipe dream um, that just, you know, oh, wouldn't that be cool to do, um, but never really considered it as a possibility. So I ended up going to school for um, business and marketing and um, didn't really know what I was going to do with it, just knew that I always wanted to... Uh, be my own boss and didn't really want like a regular nine-to-five job um, so following that um, I kind of just did some like odd random jobs um, I ended up competing for Miss Iowa for five years um, before I eventually won and that's really where I was able to experience a lot more in the entertainment field um, you know you get exposed to a lot of different things competing for Miss USA I got to see how an actual like live television show worked um, it's a lot different, I think, than a lot of people would imagine. Um, but that's actually how I ended up getting my job. So about a year after being Miss Iowa, um, I got a hold by someone in the news media here that there was a guy named Steve Whitney who was doing a music festival, and he was looking for local celebrities. And I say that with air quotes. I know you can't see that. Um, <laughs> my my year was up um, as Miss Iowa, but I was still, you know, networking is really important. Um, but, uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll go down. I can't wear my sash and crown or anything. I'll just come hang out, you know? <laughs> and uh, I ended up talking to this guy, Steve. Um, he had done a music festival called Muddy Fest, and he had Robbie Krieger from The Doors and Sublime. Um, and we just kind of hit it off, and he, we became very good friends. And at the time, I was working I was working as a makeup artist, um, again, in that creative industry. Um, and I was working at Ulta Beauty as well. 
Um, and I just, I wasn't happy with the retail environment. Um, I lost my passion for doing makeup and I was like, Steve, like, what do you do exactly? And so um, that's when we started talking about how I could get involved in the entertainment industry. Um, so what Steve does is he's a, an executive producer. Um, he's done a lot of true life stories, uh, including the Amityville Horror, A Haunting in Connecticut. Um, he's done One Chance with Simon Cowell. Um, just a lot of different true stories. And I'm like, okay, how can I get into this industry? And he was gracious enough to basically let me intern for him. So here we are about two years down the road, and I'm a creative executive with the company. And we have a couple really exciting projects coming up. Ooh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. That's awesome information on how you were able to you know, come up from here in, in the Quad Cities to right. getting these awesome opportunities, you know, out uh, in Los Angeles now. Mm -hmm. Talk about how, um, well, actually, first off, talk about your current position. What does that all entail? Sure. It's, it's a lot of, um, yeah, it's kind of a process I'm learning every day because I don't have traditional film training. Um, I couldn't tell you what kind of a microphone this is that we're talking in right now or anything about, like, film per se. Um, but my position came from a place of creativity. So I had shared some of my writing with Steve, and he was um, impressed and wanted me to come on board with him. So, um I kind of take the position a little bit of like Steve's sidekick <laughs> is what I call myself. So I take care of like some of the smaller day-to-day -day stuff. Um, but my main position is to be creative, which is I couldn't ask for anything better than that. So I would say like the first big project we've worked on, um, we wrote a script together. So last summer, Steve and I um, went down to New Orleans and wrote a script in five days. Um, it's going to be, days. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and, and in five days, that's crazy to write something in five days. And I can't say it was good at the time. Um, but you know, we got it out on paper and then we went back to it. And I mean, we're still tooling it a little bit, improving it. Um, but that movie, uh, I'm excited to say we, we wrote it and then it's a lot of waiting. Um, we're hopefully going to be starting to film that in February down in New Orleans. So oh, super cool. Yeah. And will this be a, another, um, true life story? Or it, it, okay. Or so this is actually not a true life story. Um, it is inspired by, uh, the very first zombie movie ever, um, called White Zombie. Um, which is really has to do more with voodoo, which is where the idea of zombies came from. But I would not call it a zombie movie. And it's just strictly inspired by, um, not based on or anything. Um, so this is really our first, like, cre like creative endeavor where we really, I mean, it's a supernatural story. We got to kind of do whatever we right. wanted with exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah down to, like, real-life events mm -hmm. and you really have liberty with right. what, you, what, what you want to do. Right, right. Well, and we, we wrote it with a budget in mind, so it's not, you know, special effect heavy or anything like that. So, I mean, there, there's parameters you have to go through. But, um, I mean, being in New Orleans and writing a horror movie um, and then getting to go film that, I'm, I'm so excited. That's super cool. So, yeah. you obviously travel a lot then for your I do. I, I don't travel, I think, as much as my social media makes it look like I travel. <laughs> you know, people always tell me, oh, my God, your life is so cool. I'm like, I'm in my parents' house 90% of the time. But, um, 
Yeah, so I do travel a lot. I do go to Los Angeles a lot. Um, working from home in Davenport here has been a blessing, but it's also made it a little bit difficult because um, I'm not getting to be in the industry as much as I'd like, um, which is why I'll probably be moving out there relatively soon. Um, but yeah, so I've gone. I've gone there. Where we've we've gone to New Orleans, Orlando. Um, I'm going to be going to Ireland actually. In, really? Mm-hmm, I just found that out. Like after Thanksgiving, we're going. So yeah, so we've got a couple opportunities to a few films in Ireland and uh, up to this point um, it's been a lot of waiting around which is what I found Hollywood is it's a lot of hurry up and wait um, right yeah and so um, feels like things are finally about to take off so uh, hopefully I can come back and uh, give a little bit more information because um, I am still like I'm still learning this industry it's crazy so for people who don't know the the, the, the insides of the industry, mm-hmm. what's it like being you know, being you know, in mm-hmm. the entertainment industry on that kind of a scale? Sure. Well, so I can't speak to this a whole lot because, like I said, I'm not in Los Angeles all that often. Um, I, I do go there occasionally, but um, I would say it's... It's just like any other industry, to be completely honest. People are in it to make money, you know? Um, uh, we've found, I found that the hardest part is finding authentic people, um, which I think is true just in everyday life. Um, maybe just a little bit more concentrated in the entertainment industry. Um, explain that more. So, I mean, you can, finding people, you know, everybody wants something from you. I feel like when you're in the entertainment industry and if you're not able to offer anything, then they're not going to waste your time talking to you. Um, but uh, in other cases, I mean, you can just tell when somebody is really, you know, talking themselves up or if they have something important to, to add. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and this is a lot of based on, um, you know, like financial interactions and trying to find investors and stuff like that, um, which is goes along with that hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just interesting, it, you know, and I don't come at it from a, a point of view where I think a lot of people go in and want to be, you know, an actor or an actress or, um, you know, are really looking for that fame aspect, um, which is, I think, something I was originally probably interested in. And now that I have gotten to see how that is not always beneficial for the individual, um, it's not something I'm concerned with. And I'm so much more fulfilled just trying to put something I've been working really hard on out there. Talk about like what have been some of your favorite projects that you have had the privilege to be a part of. Sure. Got involved in all of Sure. This. Well, I, I mean, I really have to say, so writing that script in New Orleans was magical because New Orleans is just a magical place anyway, and especially with this time of year, Halloween and everything, um, I'm probably going to go back there in about a week or so and start getting everything ready. Um, so that was definitely incredible. Um, we have been working on a project, actually, so this, is, this has kind of been in the news lately. Um, I've been in and out of Los Angeles doing some work for a Suge Knight documentary. Um, so I don't know if our listeners are familiar with Suge Knight, but if you know who like Tupac Shakur is, uh, he was uh, the president of Death Row Records, was in the car with Tupac um, the night Tupac was shot and later passed away. Um, and so we have his, uh, his life rights. Um, and we really? Been, mm, yes, we do. So we've been, we got those life rights earlier this year. We've been working with him for about 
the past year here. Um, we've got over 100 hours of audio, never before seen photos wow. and stuff. Yeah, so today's actually really kind of an interesting day to come in um, because if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, it came out on TMZ and Entertainment Tonight that Ray J has his life rights uh, with Ray J's manager, uh, Dave and Weintraub. It's not true. Um, <laughs> we have his life rights. Us, Ray J, Ray J have Shake Nice life right now. Okay. They're actually, so I was with Ray J a, a couple maybe a month ago, because um, he is friends with uh, with Shug, and um, he's kind of like a like a little brother to him, I think. Um, so yeah, I don't really know where that came from. <laughs> that's, that's interesting, though. Uh, you know, and I mean, yeah, it will get the statement retracted and everything, um, but yeah, so they, they do not have the life rights, and that's actually... You guys are the first to hear it, actually. That's so cool. It's right here. You hear it first on the 100 Series podcast. Right. Alyssa Morrison working on the Suge Knight documentary. Documentary, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So I know I know. I, I, there's not a whole lot I can say right now, um, but it'll be a very enlightening um, documentary. And that's another thing, too, though, about the entertainment industry is, like, how much stuff you have to keep confidential right. until it's time to actually well, talk Well, right. About I it. called my boss before this. I'm like, dude, like, what can I talk about? <laughs> like, he's like, oh, just go ahead and talk about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting place. It's, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a white girl from Davenport, Iowa, who never thought I'd be working on the Suge Knight documentary. <laughs> I didn't even grow up listening to rap at all. So uh, it's just, it's, that's, I think, one of the most fascinating things about my job, though, is I find myself in places I never thought I would be, and it is changing my life for the better. Um, just really checking off the old bucket list, you know? That's awesome. It's yeah. really cool stuff. Yeah. So you talked about... Eventually, a goal of yours is you want to, to move out mm -hmm. to L.A. to be more involved yep. with, with the industry and everything. Yep. Um, before that happens, well, while we still have you here yeah. in the QC, yeah. are you doing anything here locally at all? So we did have a plan. So we were, so along with the music festival that Steve had done back in 2017, we had planned on doing another one. And um, other things have taken priority, i.e. movie, Suge Knight documentary. Um, that is a plan that we will eventually bring back here. Um, we want to do something big, you know, um, not just, you know, a small time artist, but something that would really bring tourism to the Quad Cities because that my boss is actually from Iowa, which oh, is kind of cool. how we met. Uh, well, with, along with everything else, that's why he was here in the first place. Um, so yeah, we do want to bring that back. We want to bring some, some creative entertainment industry to the Quad Cities because I really believe that this area is an untapped resource of Absolutely. talent. There's you know? so much talent right, right here in the Quad Cities. I can give you a, a list you know, mm -hmm. you know, a mile long almost. Right. Of just all the artists and all the talent. Oh yeah. That that's here in in the right. Quad Cities, like especially like if you want to talk about just East, East Molina alone, mm -hmm. the East Siders. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin Tavian Johnson, Avery yeah. Pearl. Um, they're kind of spearheaded. Yeah. Um, the the music industry and the, it, in the east side it's so crazy that. i mean there is a music industry here and like it can grow like that's the amazing thing about it so i mean i would i and like i was saying a little bit earlier i the more i travel the more i love coming back home you know these are my people these are my exactly. down to earth like authentic people who you know i can like grab a cup of coffee with and not feel like they're judging me every two minutes and just really collaborate so yeah i mean i that is actually a, a long-term goal. Another, I'd, I'd like to go to the Iowa government, too, and get some tax incentives for filming in Iowa. 
at some point. Um, they had some a while back, and they really uh, messed it up. So. <laughs> well, so that's like, like a whole other other thing right there that we can dive into is right. the whole because obviously you have to have permits and oh yeah and all that stuff if you're gonna you know shoot somewhere so right talk about talk about that like you know some of the the hurdles that you have to get, you have to get through mm -hmm. um, when you're on a location somewhere or sure. you have to you know if you're shooting on you know on site at a, at a spot what mm -hmm. some what are some of the things that you have to go through well like, so it's kind of interesting so for instance I've really only shot in Los Angeles so far um, and they have so many rules people don't even film in Los Angeles anymore because there's so many hoops to jump through and the tax incentives aren't that great um, you know if you want to do uh, a drone shot of Los Angeles like you physically cannot the drone will not go through and, and to get permits and stuff like that they charge you outrageous amounts so um, so, so instance, for instance, uh, choosing to film in Louisiana, there's like a 30% tax incentive. So that says, you know, if we get, um, uh, a million dollars, uh, budget to do the film, they'll go ahead and give us $333,000 back. Like, so it's not a $1 million film, it's a $1.3 million film. So that's one reason to go there. Um, and then because it is kind of a film hub, um, there's a lot of people to hire, a lot of local talent to hire, um, which makes it a lot easier and keeps your budget down. Um, so I think people that are, for instance, wanting to act or just to be in the movie industry, Hollywood's not really your only answer. You can go to Illinois, uh, Chicago, who's got some stuff going on. You can go to New Orleans. Um, Georgia is another place that's got great incentives. So. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of people right here in the Quad that are hungry mm -hmm. for an opportunity. And I've seen like a lot of creatives that are doing, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's just still photography or it's music or mm -hmm. people who are making their own short films right, right here in the Quad Cities. And that is really the best thing you can be doing. You do not have to go to Los Angeles and be a small fish in a big pond. Um, just getting, you have to do the work. Um, and whether you're a writer and you have a blog or something like that, like get your stuff out there. So what these people are doing is exactly what they need to be doing right now. Well, that, that actually led into my next question. Mm -hmm. What can people do to, so, to want to break into the entertainment? Uh, you know, it's, it's, you have to do the work. And I think what it boils down to is you really have to know why do you want to be in this industry? Is it because you love the process? You love your work? You love writing? You love your photography? You love to act? Or do you want to be rich and famous? And a lot of people say, oh, I love to act or whatever, but really they don't love the process. They don't want to do the workshops. They don't want to take the classes. They don't want to do the small bits in the local theater. Um, they just want to shoot right to the top. And if you're really looking for fame and money, go be an Instagram influencer. That's 10 times easier. Um, if you if you want to act, though, you got to go do those, those local things. You got to do the small bits and put the work in and take the classes and everything. Um, same thing is, is, is true for any position in the field. Um, networking though, I mean, I can't really speak from that place though, because I, I really got lucky. Networking is probably the best thing you can do. And I know everyone's sick of hearing that. Um, but you know, I have to attribute it to being Miss Iowa. You know, I got great opportunities from that to talk to people and you can't be afraid of saying, Hey, what you do is inspiring. I want in. Um, you, you can't tiptoe around it because people got stuff to do, you know? Right, yeah. I think, yeah, and I've met several Miss Islas, yeah. actually, who have aspirations of who have either been, you know, whether it's entertainment, mm -hmm. multimedia, mm -hmm. 
Um, well, it's interesting. I, I've had a bunch of my friends from my year and from my other, my other people. I make them take the um, Myers-Briggs personality test. I don't make them. I, just, I ask them to take uh-huh. it. Um, and almost all of us have a very similar personality type. There is a certain type of person that will go into pageants because they're, they're not looking to be a beauty queen. They're looking to further their career in some way or another. Exactly. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. But go on. I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know um, Michaela Hushaw. Yes, I don't know her personally, but I know who she is. Yeah, so I, I've had her on the, the Liner Series a couple, mm-hmm. couple of different times yeah. for, for things that, that she's done you know, with, with Messiah when she was Messiah. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, too, you know, did a, a video feature on her back this summer. Oh, awesome. And um, yeah, it was just cool just seeing you know, what she's working on now. I know she's done some commercial spots yeah. after, she, after she was done with her stuff right. with, the, with the pageantry. Right. And um, talked to um, Maggie Gelson. She yeah. uh, you know, was a barista at 392D4, which is one of the best uh, It is so good. <laughs> now she's out in New York doing it big. Yes, yeah. So, I, you know, like I said, it's a, really, it's a personality type of people that know that they can do big things and believe in themselves. And that's probably the hardest part. Um, I, and I should distinguish, I was Miss Iowa USA, and those girls were in the America system. Um, I know Maggie did compete for the USA system, and I wish she would come back. Um, if you're listening, Maggie, go back to it. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you do so well. Um, but yeah, there is a little bit of a distinction there, just FYI. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's what I'm saying is believing in yourself is one of the hardest parts, actually, because I have been broke basically for the last two years um being a starving artist trying to make this work um I couldn't move to Los Angeles because I don't have the money to do so um and I didn't really want to go be a waitress out there because then I wouldn't be able to dedicate my time to you know what I really want to do so I live with my parents which I actually don't mind I like living with my parents you know um and then I do I I make a little bit here and there but um my company finally just signed a real big deal. So we're finally getting some investment money that I'm super excited about. And so I get to go do these things that I've been dreaming about for so long and working my ass off for. Um, So you really, you have to have faith that you're doing the right thing. And that is probably honestly one of the hardest parts. So many times I was like, should I be doing this? Like, should I just go get a nine to five? Like, but I know I wouldn't be happy being broke and a starving artist has honestly been the best thing. I've been happier than I've ever been in my entire life, which is crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's cool, too, because I've heard time after time after time, time again that the difference between uh, you and a person who may not necessarily be as qualified as you mm-hmm. and why they are, they're succeeding mm-hmm. is because they believe in themselves. Right, exactly. I mean, I think a, a lot of women in particular, but I think it's true for men and women have the what's called the imposter syndrome and, and just don't believe that they're good enough or why would somebody want to hire me? I don't know, you know? And the thing is, I didn't have any qualifications other than I have a talent for writing and a talent for creativity and the desire to work hard you know i I would much rather hire someone who would do anything for this job and wants to learn on the job than someone who says oh yeah i've done this before yeah i can do that you know it's it's a collaborative effort um yeah well we're about to to wind down here on the podcast so Alyssa, is there anything else that you want to share with uh with everyone any last minute tips um 
you know, I would say, I, I'd say reach out to me. I can't be that much of a help really at this point. Um, my dream actually is to be able to help my friends and family and people that want to get into this industry because I, like I was saying, I think that the Quad Cities is an untapped resource. It's really cool. Um, just keep believing in yourself. Um, take time to examine what your passion is. Why do you want to be in this industry if this is something, you know, if it's just, if it's just to get, you know, some fame and to make some money and stuff. Okay, we'll examine why. Like, why do you need those things? And take a look at what your talents are. You know, um, it's not just go be an actress. You know, you can you can if you're good at I don't know designing stuff. You can go work in special effects or something like that. There's a lot of opportunity here. You just have to know what it is you're looking for. And how can people find you? Um, my Instagram is at uh, Alyssa K Morrison. That's A L I S S A K, as in kite. Morrison, M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. Just send me a message on there and uh, I will definitely get back to you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for being on with us. Thanks, Joanne. I appreciate you asking me to be on. No problem at all. And thank you all at home for listening to uh, the 100 Series Podcast Every Day Awesome. Take it easy, guys. And as always, I'll see you soon.